Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I'm your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on September 25th of 2022. The scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 27 and verse 40. The sermon is titled, Cross Currents. If you would like to stay up to date with the most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share these episodes with friends or with family by tapping the share button. And if you would like to contact us, you can do so by emailing preachthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Listen to Pastor McDonald as he shares the burden of his heart today about cross currents. Thank you for listening. Acts chapter 27, verse 40. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made towards shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they rammed the ship aground and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. There's two phrases there I'd like to try to tie together, please, of verse 41. And falling into a place where two seas met. Notice those words, where two seas met. And then the last phrase there, the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. The violence of the waves. If the Lord would stand by me, I want to preach a message entitled Cross Currents. Cross Currents. A place where two seas met. I want to take this and typify it, please, of you and I dealing with conflicting tendencies in our life. I want to talk to us tonight about those cross currents of our human nature and how that they can bring havoc and heartache to our home if we do not allow grace to work in our lives. Those cross currents can be very destructive to us. This, this reference here shows us where this ship is nearing shore and there is a jut of land that extends out and there's current that comes from one side and current that comes from another and these currents meet each other and they cross one another and it makes the sea very turbulent and treacherous. I think Brother A.J. could probably take the mic and do better with this part of the message in regard to currents. But I remember as a boy when we took the old-timer, that shrimp trawler, over into Louisiana, and we had to cross the Mississippi. And they got us in those locks, and then they took us to where we exited the lock. When we come out of them locks, our Captain Gerald, He showered down on that throttle, and he called on all eight cylinders of that big old GM diesel. And he put that thing full throttle. And I thought, man, you're going to blow this engine. 
But what I didn't understand and know that out of sight so far and wide the river was, he knew he only had a measure of time to make that lock that was downriver. And there was so much volume and so much current that was pushing him. If he didn't give everything he had, we was going to miss missed the lock and we almost did because there was such current and force we almost missed that window of opportunity may i say it's that same way in human life they are things that push against us they are things that want to swamp and put our souls and the ship of state and home awash and we need the spirit of god to help us navigate those things in the voyage of life, you will deal with cross currents. In the voyage of life, you will deal with those things that are unseen and underneath, and they can be treacherous to your heart and to your home. I remember preaching there near Paducah, Kentucky, where Brother Sanders pastors, and he's on the east side of Paducah. And between him and Paducah, there is a little town called Smithland. At Smithland, three rivers meet. And, and people will go and watch the rolling torrent of waters. Those three great bodies of water that come in together. And it's treacherous to try to navigate a boat through that because you got a whole lot of this and a whole lot of that and some more of this all coming together. Do you understand that there are forces at work that can destroy your life? Do you understand they are things that you are going to have to learn to navigate and deal with? And if you don't, it's going to wreck your boat. And so I need to talk to you about those cross currents of life. Uh, one of my favorite writers, his name is Clarence Edward McCartney. And, and he wrote a book concerning a geographical location there in Pennsylvania, not far from Pittsburgh. And he titled it, Where the Rivers Meet. He wanted to talk about the historical events in regard to the Civil War and a lot of things and the churches that he preached in, the places that he had went to. And so it was near where two rivers met. So that's what he titled his book, Where the Rivers Meet. Go to your mirror and look at that person and you brush their teeth every morning. Smile real big. That's where the rivers meet. Right there. In your own person, there are conflicting natures. In your own life, they are opposing tendencies. And if we don't get a handle on them, and if we don't let God work in our hearts and lives, where the rivers meet can cause great confusion and great controversy. Will you allow me to say that if we're not careful... Home can be a place of cross currents. If we're not careful, church might even be a place of cross currents. If we're not careful because we make wrong decisions and because we're not firm when we need to be, we're allowing those opposing forces to work havoc in our hearts and homes. You see, here's the signal failure of unfulfilled potential. Here is the signal failure of latent 
possibilities that lie dormant, that are never awakened. It, it's gems that's never been mined. It's gold that lays in the dark. It's good that we can never enjoy because we don't take hand to deal with the cross currents that are in our lives. And because we do not have fortitude, because we lack determination, because we just do not get our back up and say enough is enough, we allow those cross currents to push our lives. We allow temper. We allow rashness. We allow sullenness and rebellion to rule in our homes. God never intended for those tendencies to cause such tension and turmoil in your home and in your life. Somebody needs to deal with those cross currents. John Bunyan in his book Pilgrim's Progress, he talks about a man that he named Mr. Facing Both Ways. And John Bunyan said of Mr. Facing Both Ways, he said his life failed to get in the right direction the promise of potential and promise of great things in his life remained unfulfilled. The truth is he lost the motive power of the highest and noblest ambition. It seemed as if he lost faith and he allowed himself to lose sight of the gate of hope and he allowed the storms of doubt and uncertainty to push him this way and that, and by and by he drifted aimlessly nowhere. Where's your life going? Where's your home going? The call that is on your life. What God has intended, what God has planned, what God has purposed for you, is it going nowhere? Are you going to allow something or someone to halt, hinder, hamper, and handicap you until you're never what you could be and you're never what you should be because you don't take hand and deal with the conflicting tendencies and you do not deal with those things of your nature that you need to get under the blood and you need to come to the altar and crucify the old man until flesh is dead and the spirit of life can rule and reign in your life. One of the greatest messages I ever heard in my life, I was a teenage boy and they was a they was a short, very heavy, stocky preacher from St. Stephen's, Alabama, by the name of Brother Billy Wright, preached one of the most profound messages I ever heard in my life. And if I live to be a hundred, I'll never forget Brother Billy Wright preaching on the man that I am and the man that I could have been. And we that knew Brother Wright, we knew Brother Wright to be a good man. He was a holiness preacher. He held a whole lot tighter rein than his brother Bobby. And he was a holiness man. I never will forget when he pastored there at Midway, they had built a brand new church. I mean, it was a beautiful facility. And because of a youth leader, that church had got involved in a softball program and a tournament. 
And they were something that happened during that softball tournament that should have never happened. And Brother Wright went to the pulpit and he said, I know we just built a brand new church. And if I have to pay the note, I'll pay it myself. He said, but the Holy Ghost quickened me and said, Bob, Billy, you ain't got no business having your church involved in that. And he said, so I'm shutting the softball tournament down and we're not going to do that anymore. Oh, I wish we had more wholeness preachers that would get some backbone about them and say, I don't care what the current and what the times is saying and how they say we've got to do this or do that. I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost said and I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to stand for truth. And Brother Billy Wright preached on the man that I am and the man that I could have been. If I could take you 20 years from now if I could take you down life's road, if I could take you to your tomorrow, if I could take you to yonder year, if I could take you to where, amen, you will be two decades from now, will you look back with regret? And will you rue those years because you did not take in hand and get a hold of self? Because, Dad, you didn't take hand and get a hold of your home? I need somebody to hit me while I preach. I'm just simply saying we need dads to be dads and we need moms to be moms and we need husbands and wives to come together and not fight and feud and fume. Anybody want to help me while I preach? If we don't take hand and deal with those conflicting natures, it's going to wreck our homes. I want you to turn to James 1 if you want a scripture reference. James chapter number 1. In verse number 6, and I want to talk to you about the dilemma of the unstable. And I want to warn us that you can't be always wavering. You're going to have to make up your mind of what course you're going to take. And once you set your course, you're going to have to stick to your course. In James chapter 1 and verse number 6, read... But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The dilemma of the unstable. Always one way for a time and then another way. Seems like you just can't quite decide what course you're going to take. And because you don't have course, you're left victim to the winds and the currents. I remember when I was on that boat, the old timer, we had automatic pilot. That's pretty good stuff, ain't it, Brother A.J.? That'll give you a little bit of a cat nap. You can have a little bit of a rest. And I never will forget one time Gerald, uh, he was going to take him a nap. And so he went back to the bunks and he said, Shad, come here. He'd watched that compass for just a little while and got it right where he wanted it. And he throwed that thing up in autopilot. It was a, it was a lever that was there on the dash right above the, the big wheel. And now our boat had a big old wheel. It was about three feet across. And it was a little fun, you know, if Gerald wasn't watching to kind of spin it a little bit. But you had to be careful because it had a little tolerance, didn't have a whole bunch. And you'd have that boat going this way and that way. And he'd be coming up there, won't know what in the Sam Hill are you doing? They'd pick up that thing and keep it straight. 
But nevertheless, Gerald put that thing on autopilot and he locked it in. He said, all you got to do is just stay right here. Just stay right here with it and just watch it. And you'd see that thing, it moved. There's a little bit of movement in it, but not much. That autopilot would keep it right on course. A wave might roll and turn it just a little bit. The wind might come and push the bow and raise up the bow and slam it down. And when you're just a little off course, give it a little time. That autopilot would steer it right back and navigate it right back to that north-northeast course that he had set. We was headed for Pascagoula, Mississippi. We were going to Bayou Cassatt. It didn't matter which way the wind blow. It didn't matter which way the waves were a-rolling. It didn't matter what the storm had done. We had set our course. We had locked it in. And we were going home. May I say that's what you're going to have to do with your family and with your children. And no matter what happens, no matter what disappointments, no matter what heartache, no matter what letdown, I got my course set and I'm not going to allow the current to wreck my boat. Oh, hallelujah. You see, <laughs> flesh never wins and faith never wavers. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes flesh will come to us and lie to us and tell us there's no need to have faith. There's no need to believe. There's no need to trust. There's no need to even try. But flesh never wins. But faith, it will never waver. I love that story, of that little saying of fear knocked. Faith answered. No one was there, hallelujah. When fear knocks, if faith will answer, fear will have to flee. And so when the flesh, that cross current of flesh is cutting against your life, I'm not going to yield to that. I'm going to hold faith and I'm going to believe God and I'm going to trust God for a brighter day and I'm going to believe God for the sun to shine again. May I say, you, you may be going through a dark trial. You may be going through a difficult turn. And it may seem like that all is ominous and dark. And it seems like the clouds loom dark or head. And you wonder, will the sun shine again? Paul here said that they had not seen sun nor moon nor stars in many days. He said, but this night the Lord stood by me. And he said, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God. I tell you what I'm going to do I'm gonna believe God to bring me through the storm the dilemma of the unstable and now for another scripture reference first Kings chapter number 18 first Kings chapter number 18 the delay of the uncertain in first Kings 18 and verse number 21 you could quote this and Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? Cross currents, opposing ideas. You're caught between two minds. Oh, help me while I preach. The soul is suspended. You're held up. You're not making any progress. You hesitate. You halt. You're limping. You attempt. And you make a little progress. And then you fall back. Anybody going to help me while I preach? How long halt ye between two opinions? 
Do you ever get tired of limping? Do you ever get tired of hobbling? Do you ever get tired of shuffling? Do you ever get tired of making one step forward and then two steps back? Cross currents. Conflicting tendencies. About time you think you get it prayed through, then something happens and you lose all progress. What did he do? What did the prophet do? The Bible said he built an altar. That's a good place to start. See, the asking at the altar that was fervent, he built an altar. It's going to take just a little effort on our part. That's a lot of labor. Stacking those stones, packing that wood. Come on here now. Do you know that having a prayer life is not accidental? Come on here now. And you know why people don't stay? They won't pray. I've been doing this since 1985. I've had people come to me and say, I'm not going to come back because I got offended. I'm not going to come back because of this or because of that or because of all this. But I've never heard someone say, I'm not coming back because I quit praying. They always want to blame it on somebody. And it's not the one they see in the mirror. But when you're not praying, you see everybody's faults. When you're not praying, you see inconsistencies. You see deficiencies and wants in other people's lives. And we measure ourselves by ourselves. We look to someone else. And you know, with with all of us, because we have tendencies... And because we have certain biases of nature. And and, you know you take an alpha personality. A a person that has to be a leader. That has to be in charge. And and then you've got somebody else in the home that has that same nature. You fixing to have a dog fight. Sorry. Amen. Amen. There's going to be a whole lot of teeth showing. We fixing to have some bloodshed around here. Anybody going to hit me while I preach? You know, and, and I've, seen, <coughs> I've seen that in homes. And what the grace of God will do, it will help us to surrender and submit. Come on here now. And we bring all of that to church. I've pastored people for years. And it seemed like about time you get one prayed through, the other one wants to go back. And by the time you get that one prayed through, the other one wants to pull back. <coughs> What a revival we could have. What a Holy Ghost meeting we could have if we could get husband and wife on the same page. If both of you would get the victory at the same time, we could really have Holy Ghost meeting. If both of you could pray through and say, I want revival in my home and start working together instead of fighting and a feuding, we could have a move of God. Amen. <laughs> Here's what Elijah did. He built an altar. That'd be a good place to start. His asking at the altar was fervent. And the answer at the altar was by fire. If we'll build an altar, God will build the fire. Amen. If we'll just make the effort, God will send the evidence. And so let me just slow down for a minute and talk to you. How's things where you live? How's things where you get your mail? Are you making just a little bit of progress? And now you seem like you just can't get ahead and stay ahead. 
your halt between two opinions. I'm thinking of a tragedy that I know of where a home life was disrupted and there was such upheaval and always arguing about what's the children going to wear. Are they going, is the little girl going to dress like a little girl or, or is she going to wear breeches like a boy? Is she going to be a cheerleader or is she going to be a wholeness girl? Is little man going to go to the wholeness church and live right or are we going to let him play ball? Anybody going to help me while I preach? And husband and wife is always arguing about all that stuff. Are we going to do little league? You know the only thing about doing little league, if you do little league, you, you do junior high. And then you do high school. And if you ain't careful, grandma will be out at the ball game on Friday night instead of being at revival. And you don't know if you want to be wholeness or not. You see, a lot of people, they want the evidence of the moving of the Holy Ghost. And we want revival and the power of God. And you say, I ain't got to do all that. I tell you what, you can do exactly what you want to do. But if you get the Holy Ghost I got, you're going to live a sanctified life. You're going to come out and you're going to be clean. For I heard him say, come out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Is that in your King James Bible or not? And so husbands and wife argue. Are we going to let little Susie do this? Are we going to let little Susie do that? We're back and forth. We're halt between two opinions. But now there's a home that is in heartache and havoc and destroyed. Because that daddy said, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. And he went out back of the house. And at 29 years old, he exited out of this world. He left. He got tired of fighting. And I read in the book of Job this line. The scripture says, And he shall be driven from light to darkness and chased out of the world. And so while y'all were quibbling and quarreling and, and doing your little deal and arguing over a bunch of foolish stuff, some of you wives and husbands, while you're having your little knit, you never know what might be going on in the mind of that companion. You really don't love me, do you? Because if you love me, you'd be shouting amen. But I got news for you. You don't grade my paper. And I'm going to preach what God give me, whether you say amen or not. And when we don't get it right at home, all we're doing... Amen. It's creating confusion in that home and in that marriage. And we don't know how the devil's working on that companion. We don't know what the devil is doing to a young life. When I was at Texarkana, I put one in the ground that was 20 years old. When I was at Texarkana, I put one in the ground that was 86 years old. And both of them had taken their life. Amen. And I watched them on the altars. And I seen that cross current. And I seen that place of where the rivers met and I seen that place of conflicting natures I seen that place of where they were warring in their self and regrettably they lost the fight because they didn't stay on the altar and I need to preach to somebody if you don't get on the altar and pray it through it'll destroy your life would somebody pray for the preacher man <laughs> uh, 
I'll tell you what I feel like doing is just stopping. Stand right now and lift your hands and ask God to help me right now. Oh. Oh. Dear Lord, dear Lord. You need to deal with those conflicting tendencies of your nature. You need to deal with those opposing forces that are at work to destroy, to divide, and be divisive in your relationship. If you're not careful, those things will be the destructive force that destroys your home and your life. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Brother McDonald, I'm dealing with some cross currents in my home. I'm dealing with some tendencies, things that are pushing against each other. And I've got to have victory over this. Hallelujah. I wanted to preach just long enough to get us to the solution. I wanted to preach just long enough to get us to the remedy. I wanted to preach just long enough to get to the answer. And that's the altar. Hallelujah. So that's where you can get it fixed. I'm coming right now, Brother Shad. And I'm going to get on that altar. And I'm going to pray until the fire falls. And the Holy Ghost of God burns out. Purifies and sanctifies me. You need to come. I want you to come right now. You ain't going to hold back on me, are you? I've got to pray this one all the way through, Brother Shad. I've got to pray this one all the way through. Waiting on you. It's stronger than you want to admit. It's evidenced by the fact that you're holding back. It's witnessed in the very fact that I'm having to reason more with you. Brother Shad, i got to pray through over this. If I don't, it's going to destroy me. I need you to come right now. You're going to have to submit your will and let God sanctify your heart until He gets all of that love for the world out of your heart. Holy Ghost, have your way right now. Speak to us, Lord. Have your way, God.
Somebody needs to obey God in this house. You know that the Holy Ghost has done put a finger on it. And you're being stubborn. And stubbornness is going to be your ruin. You may get your way. Hear me, wife. You may get your way. But is it going to be worth it? I hear you talking, husband. Bless God, I'm the head of this house and I'm going to do what I want to do. Go ahead. Is it going to be worth it? Somebody needs to pray right now. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. But let me tell you a little secret. I love you and you're worth waiting on. So here we go. Somebody pray for me. I need to make an altar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's knit our hearts together. Let's yoke up as one. And let's do some altar work. I'm going to do this like I was preaching Bristow. I'm going to do this like there was 1,500 of you standing up out there. I'm going to work this altar. I'm going to keep on pulling. I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on reaching until God gives us a Holy Ghost altar service around here. How about you? How about you? I need to come to that altar and I need to pray it all the way through. I want you to come on. God put his finger on something in your life? Has the Holy Ghost said, I want that? You're holding back. You're at a place where two seas meet. And you're in the big fight of your life. Come on right now. The victory is in your surrender. Listen to Brother Shad. The victory is in your surrender. Come on and give it to God right now. I will give you all. All is what you ask of me. I will not withhold. My sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Me remember Calvary. Be willing to say. I ain't buying it, preacher. You're selling, but I ain't buying. You talking, but I ain't listening. You preaching, but I ain't hearing. I'm thinking of a man that I've known personally ever since I was a kid in grade school. He come told his preacher, he said, if I've got to live that, I just won't go to church. 
You know what? He didn't go to church. His wife left him for a woman. He died because of alcohol abuse. I wonder if he could have took it all back. Would have he been willing to say, Preacher, I'd be glad to live that. I'd be glad to live it. What you gonna do? You're gonna wait me out, ain't you? You're gonna stand right there and say, I ain't gotta live that wholeness way. I'm waiting on you. All this one you ask of me, I will not withhold. If the Holy Ghost has put his finger on something in your life, you need to be in this altar right now. I'm waiting on you. If the Holy Ghost is moving on you, would you obey the Lord right now? Have your way, Lord. If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, let me remember Calvary. Be willing to In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost is speaking to you. I want you to obey God right now. I feel an unusual, strange anointing in this place tonight. And I'm fearful that this is not going to work out good for somebody that's in this house right here tonight. Preacher, you're trying to scare me. Ah. you taking so long brother Shad because when I put my head on that pillow tonight and I close my eyes I want to know I gave you every opportunity that I could that way when my phone rings I'll be able to know I've done my best you're headed for trouble you're headed for trouble It's going to cost you to have it your way. 
I'm going to let you do with it what you want. It's yours.